Hey there, Cape Cod. It's high noon on Wednesday, and you know what that means. Time for another episode of Life with Gwen. It's New Year's. It's almost New Year's, and I'm sure you're all getting ready for the party you're going to throw. So we decided to get some expert advice on what kind of toast you might want to have, because there are a lot of choices. Joining me today is Diane Slater, wine buyer for Cape Cod Package Store Fine, Sp Fine Wines and Spirits. I have to get that whole name in there. <laughs> And she's going to talk to us a little bit about prices and flavors and um, the other qualities because champagne is the name we know, but there are also other sparkling wines that work for a toast. Absolutely. And I see you've brought some samples with you. Always nice to travel with bottles. Yes. Gwen, thank you for having me here. Yeah, we have, um, I brought two champagnes. One is Laurent Perrier. Um, it's sort of a personal favorite. And then I also brought uh, Guy Lamandier, which is what I call a grower's champagne. So I brought two champagnes, a California sparkling wine, a cava from Spain, and a new Prosecco from Italy. And most importantly, two glasses. And two glasses. <laughs> Amen. Yes. <laughs> hey, like my friend uh, Jimmy Buffett says, it's five o'clock somewhere. Here, here, Jimmy. <laughs> Um, tell me a little bit about why you call that a grower's champagne. Well, because the big brands that we know in, um, and we go in a store and we see all these really big brands uh, in the champagne world, they own probably about 90% of the American market, but only own about 6% of the land in champagne. So some of the growers who these big producers buy their fruit from are now producing their own champagne and, and exporting it to the United States. Oh, interesting. So you often get a chance to have some really high quality juice and great well-made wine, but at a little bit of a um, discount. So it's almost like a, a craft champagne. You know, we see so much craft beer and That's this a is fair small comparison. batch, you yep. know, so... Artisanally oh, really produced, and I think there's a great focus on that today. You know, if you're into slow food, you should be into slow wine. That makes some sense, too, because if you're getting it from the people who are growing the grapes, they have a, a really good knowledge from grape, you know, forward to, to how we get it into champagne. Now, I think we should explain that. Um, champagne, when you see that capital C on champagne, it uh, usually means that it's from that region exactly in uh, in France. Right, because we don't always capitalize nouns, but Champagne is a region in France, and, and that's in the uh, northeast of France, and it's a... Uh it's a it's a region with great pedigree known for its sparkling wines. Um, and they are very food friendly. A lot of people don't just think of them as being for special events. But the truth is, every time you hear that, you have a special event about to happen. So, <laughs> that's right, you know, that's you, right. should, you should make a special event if you haven't got one planned. You can be very spontaneous. A bottle of champagne popping turns everyone's head. And, you know, I I'm used to having it with brunch. But it is wonderful with any meal that's that's rich because it cuts a, the richness. Uh, it it uh, is very works on the palate that way. Absolutely, so. we just had a little sparkling wine dinner with uh, the gentleman who represents um, uh, Dom Perignon, and uh, we had a dinner. And he was, you know, we used the regular wine glasses there, and it was very comfortable. And he said, "I suggest the fried chicken. Champagne goes very well with fried chicken." And it was fun. And it doesn't have to be so stodgy and always so proper and formal. And you know, I mean, certainly certain glasses can make a difference, but the whole purpose of champagne and sparkling wines is to be festive and to enhance our lives, I think. It sounds wonderful to me. I love festivity. In fact, I brought a couple of props along. First of all, let me show you that in addition to hosting 
Diane today. We also have a story on the food page of the Cape Cod Times that uh, our spirits writer Rich Holmes has written, explaining some of the things that we're talking about today. So if you uh, want to see it in print, you can see that or see capecodtimes.com. And then on the bottom, we have five appetizers you can make that are 15 minutes or less, and they most of them have that, that really nice, um, rich taste, so they go very well with the bubbly. Mm. So in addition to that, I did want to say that I love the, whoops, knocking over glasses. Uh, I love the festivity, and I found these. They're so fun. You could almost oh, put them around to one of the little uh, bottles or around your centerpiece, kind of light up what's going on. And uh, doesn't that make it festive? It's already a party. See, that? that's right. It's already. just that easy, isn't it? Yes, exactly. And of course, in order to really enjoy the party, we have to know how to open champagne. Correct. And that's why you're here. Thank you. So I know that you recently learned how to saber off the top of a champagne bottle. I did. I was challenged by my customers at a wine dinner at the Bonstable Tavern, and uh, we do a sparkling wine dinner there with Sue and Bob every year, and it's uh, always a privilege to be there. And so um, I, they said, you should do it next year. And I said, all right, I'll learn. And then Sue kept saying, how's the practicing going? And I actually hadn't been able to get to it, and I kept saying, Great. It's going great. And then I finally went out and uh, and tried it in my back. My backyard has seen a lot of uh, a lot of sword action, apparently. So I, <laughs> I did it the night before, and then I came in and I did it. And then last, um, this December past, I did it with the stem, a champagne glass stem. Well, first of all, I think it'd be a hoot to be your neighbor. Second, <laughs> you, and, and to see that saber. But the second thing is, don't do it today. No, I won't We're do it today. We're in a very small, very new studio. And this is only our third episode. Let's not wipe it out. Jeez, guys, there's uh, so many ways to, to kill the studio. But anyhow, um, how about if you show us how you would open a bottle of champagne if you were doing it you know, at home, sure. not in the backyard. Sure. And I think it's important to really remind people that champagne is under a lot of pressure per square inch. Um, Champagne more than Prosecco, but anything sparkling is under a lot of pressure. So you want to look at the bottle. There is usually a little tab. You may see a black tab here, and then you take the foil off. There is a cage that contains the cork, and the cage is um, under the lip of the bottle. So that is secure. The danger comes in when you start undoing this cage. So you want to always keep your hand on it because it can just... As I said earlier, we agreed that champagne can be spontaneous. <laughs> and we do not want a spontaneous popping um, when it is uncovered. So you just want to get that off, okay, keep it keep covered, it in there. Now, and then you just want to turn the bottle. Right, I had heard that. And not the cork. And instead of a really loud pop, you should get just oh, that. Nice. Very nice. And then, may uh, I, I can see it? Absolutely. Yeah. I think your glass first. Okay, here we go. Now this is the Laurent Perrier, and one of the things you'll notice is all the foam. So that is the bubbles, and the difference between a champagne, I'm going to have a regular glass because, quite frankly, any vessel is good for champagne. Napoleon's troops used to drink it off the neck while on horseback. But if you see, that's where the savoring started, that's where the right? savoring came from. Yes. But that fine bead that comes up, the the smaller the bubble, the better the champagne, and um, 
So you'll see that it's, if you can see, but when you pour it in a champagne flute, it'll be much more accelerated than if you pour it in a wide glass. So traditionally the champagne was that little shallow, shallow Marie Antoinette shaped glass. Right. And, but people often flipped off the, to the sides and splashed outward and lost a lot of champagne. Flutes were made better for containing it, but they do um, accelerate the bubbles. And so... Leaving. The bubbles, the bubbles leaving. leaving. But it is a great show. It's almost it like is. fireworks. Can you guys see that line coming up the middle? And is this the growers or is this the other no, one? No, this is the other. This is the okay. Laurent Perrier. Um, rumor has it Prince Charles likes to drink this. I don't know if that matters for anything but Hill of well, Beans. But anyway, I've heard that. Maybe he'll see our show. And maybe, then like, you know, he's probably watching. a difference in my life. You he's know? probably watching. <laughs> but um, the thing about a champagne is that when you do pour it and then you nose it and you go in the glass and, and get a smell, you should smell like really lovely bakery notes, like that yeasty uh, brioche toasting kind oh, of note. that's right. And that's what you get, that, that lovely yeast note in a good champagne. Uh, before you get fruit, I think you'll get that. Mm -hmm. um, it's absolutely fascinating to watch. You know, I, I get sort of caught in it. I do like the flute for that reason. The flute I shape. still like a yeah. flute, too. Yeah, I do. So. I do like a flute. Um, but uh, And now, you know, I wanted to invite all of you at home to send in your questions. We have someone here who will let us know when you have questions and Diane can answer them right here. Um, which is also a good thing to know if you are buying wine and you don't know exactly what you want. Most stores of any size will have a wine buyer you can speak to and get some good advice. Yes, you know, I mean, so. I think if you're, you know, if, if you're in the right store, you'll have someone that can talk to you and they'll be able to guide you to whatever your needs are. And, you know, the purpose of New Year's Eve is really to embrace a new year and a new beginning and, and, and wish for new things and good things to come. And I think when you pop a cork, you kind of commit your intentions to a better year in a, in a festive way. It almost cements them that they're going to be more fortuitous, you know, that it'll happen. But um, for every every budget, there's a sparkling wine. Um, like these are all made in that traditional method, as is the Schramsberg uh, from California. This is a, this has been almost, I think in Boston tasting, they thought this was like a champagne. Mm -hmm. And then you have the Cava, which has made the same method, traditional or method champenois. It's closer to champagne in many ways, although the grapes are totally different. In the sparkling wine here, and then the two champagnes, it'll be Chardonnay, Petit Meunier, Petit um, uh, Pinot Noir, I mean. And so if you have a rosé, it'll be a little more Pinot Noir, so you get that red extraction the, from um, the skin. They leave the skins in, yeah. Right, so you, that skin gives it a little more tannin and a little more extraction of color. And in, in Cava, you have all Spanish grapes. So you have Macabeo, you have Zarello, uh, Paradella, and a little Alicante. The um, Macabeo predominantly, and that is also, if any of you drink in the summer a white Rioja, that's Viura, if they call it there. So mm -hmm. it's really grapes. You don't have to know all the grapes. You just have to know that it's really affordable. When you pour it in a glass, it's made like a proper champagne. And then we have Prosecco, which is all the rage. And Prosecco is an Italian sparkling. So every country has their, they make their toast, right? Everybody Absolutely. wants the same thing is to have a and party. I've been, as I said, I've, I've encountered a lot of Prosecco lately. I think it's a little bit more affordable than, than a champ French champagne, yes? Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What and there are all levels for... of Prosecco. So this is a new one that just came in the market called Zutbard. It's, it's from a German health spa. This one is actually only 49 calories, Gwen. 
That's the one we have to to buy. That's like set so, the leash off on that. Right, Although you have right. to be careful because champagne is an accelerant in your bloodstream. It has alcohol, nevertheless, as much as it's a party. And and, and it has. I think you were saying uh, these uh, ABVs. You know, alcohol by uh, by. Uh, uh, Oh, okay. We'll get to the question in one second. Uh, alcohol by volume is at least eleven percent on these. Yeah, the champagnes are twelve, and the others that are, are at eleven. So we'll have to be careful how much we drink of it. Uh, so we have a question: uh, What is the best temperature to serve sparkling wine at? That's an excellent question. question. Um, you know, I would put it in. I, I chill overnight in the fridge, um, and you want the the cold bottle the colder the bottle is it will less foam so if you open a warm bottle of champagne you're going to get that big fountain of bubbles and you're going to waste anything that could be served in a glass but i would say that the temperature of your fridge is about what do you say 48 yeah about that so i mean if you just chill it overnight sometimes quite frankly if if you hear of a new engagement a new baby being born in your family you have a sudden rush you just throw the bottle in the freezer and wait 10 minutes and then you can probably pop that cork too should you get it's hurried what in you your said about the, the foam um, going over? I must be a Yankee at heart because whenever I see that happening at a you know a, an athletic event or or you know um, even if they're christening a ship, I just sort of think to myself, oh, all that waste. <laughs> I know, so. especially good bubbles. So the um, the pricing is the next question. So here we're we're in about uh, this one is a very affordable around uh, it's ballpark like late thirties, less thirty eight. Dollars. This is in the um, fifty dollar range. The Schramsberg is in the um, low thirties. Kava jumps right down to twelve ninety nine. So there's your affordability factor that your we talked about. Toast. And there's your big party toast. So and then uh, this prosecco is at uh, nineteen ninety nine. But I have plenty of proseccos that are under that. Mm -hmm. This is just brand new and it has no added sugar. So if anyone out there is Worrying about, you know, I'm trying not to have too much sugar in my in my diet in the new year. You might want to go with a Prosecco that maybe it costs a little more, but it has uh, no sugar added, no chaplization, and it's delicious. You would never know there was less sugar, and it's 49 calories. So it gets all of its sugar from the grapes, and it still goes through the double fermentation process? Yep. To get its uh, um, sparkle, to get its bubbles? The, um, the, the Cava does. Uh, the Prosecco does. is a different animal. The Prosecco doesn't always go through that same process. Um, it's not always method champenois. Sometimes it is um, CO2 is the, is the, is the added. Okay, yeah. but so we still get the bubbles just added. You still get all the way. party. You just don't have all the tradition. <laughs> oh, we got a new question here. So um, do you have three favorites? I have three favorites. Do you want to see if any of them are I, the same? Or? Well, you know, I think we should ask for yours because okay. I'm really just starting to Okay, explore. well, I, I love and bubbles. And I love the calorie count. Did you tell people 40 Yeah, and calories? so I have to say, the, the Zut so. bar, which, Zut bar, it, it's, um, that one is 49 calories. It, it's delicious. I like that. I like Lamarca very much. I like Nina Franco very much. Uh, Nina Franco tends, the Rustico tends to be a little drier. Um, I do tend to go for the dryer. I go for the yeah. tend to the dryer too. Yeah. So Lamarca has that Tiffany blue label. It is hard for people to resist. <laughs> Absolutely, it uh, um, it's so wonderful to have all these choices because it really depends on the kind of party you're having. You know, um, we have had uh, uh, New Year's parties where there are a lot of people, and um, 
We have another question, so I'm going to interrupt myself. Oh, okay. Local bubbly wines. Uh, to my knowledge, uh, Truro is not doing any bubbly wines, although I will tell you Truro is doing better every year. Their wines are terrific. Um, but Westport has a nice bubbly wine, and we do carry that. Um, and I think that's about as New England local as, as close, we get. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not far. That's about 40 miles. 40 yeah, miles. as the crow flies, as yeah. they say. So it, uh, what I was saying is that one thing about the wines, because we do know that they're going to your head when people say, oh, the, the bubbles is going to my head. Literally, oh. the alcohol is going to your head pretty quickly. And uh, we, you know, when we have a, a party, we usually plan on, on uh, we'll put out pictures of, of uh, chilled water with, with fruit, fruit-infused water. Nice. Because believe me, if you um, encourage and make available a good tasting water for your friends to alternate with, they'll thank you in the morning. Because, it's true, uh, water with the wine. Because afterward, in between, yeah. Yeah, and what is a hangover when you wake up on New Year's Eve and, and day and you have a hangover? It's a sign of dehydration. Yeah. So if you constantly um, ebb and flow between a toast and uh, and water, and I like I like sometimes to keep my water like you say, you put the water out, not too ice, so I can drink mm -hmm. it a little faster and keep hydrated. Yep. And uh, I've heard uh, putting some frozen cranberries in it. Oh, we have a shout too. out. Uh, oh, okay. That's uh, Philly is saying. Philly's happy in New the Year. house. Well, yes, that's right. So, well, there you go. Philly. So happy New Year so, to Philly. Um, uh, the you. other thing that we we like to do at at parties is to um, is to make sure that you know we're we're serving alcohol during during the party. There's a final toast usually for most people at midnight when we welcome the new year, and then we all sit down to breakfast because there's nothing like that hour that yeah. where you spend over, you know, coffee is not going to sober up your guests. That's a very generous, <laughs> that's a very generous evening. So, um, but uh, steak and eggs and, and some, uh, some uh, carbs, you know, yeah. potatoes or toast, that is pancakes, you know, that is a, a good way to sort of get everybody back on the straight and narrow. And, uh, and if they don't, don't forget, you know, a good friend, grab a couch, grab a couch. That's right. Take the keys, grab a couch. Um, one thing that a lot of people are doing now, my daughter does this a lot. She'll be the designated driver. She's not a heavy drinker. And if, uh, we are going to have designated drivers, can you recommend maybe, or do you have at the store a non-alcoholic bubbly wine? Or? We do. We do. We have, um, Sutter home free as a bubbly, um, and, you know, I think there's so many alternatives now to bubblies. I mean, you can just do so much. You get, you know, the, a flavored seltzer water with some mm -hmm. pomegranate seeds and dress it up, throw some mint in it. I mean, you can make a lot of things really festive that aren't alcoholic. And you shouldn't feel poorly if you can't drink that night or, you know, it doesn't mean you're going to have a bad year. In yeah. fact, if you drink too much and make a bad decision, you've almost ensured you're going to start off on the wrong foot. So everything in moderation. But, yeah. you know, if you do it right and you keep yourself safe, have fun and toast and laugh and let the joy, you know. We should have a little Take toast. Time. We should. Oh, we have people all the way from Philly watching. Well, yeah. happy New Year to everyone. Happy They'll be New safe. Why don't everybody. they have a taste? Mmm. See, that is wide, really uh, broad across delicious. the palate. Mm -hmm. And that's I the thing I love I about champagne. Now I can taste the fruit very fruit forward. But it's got that breadiness, mm -hmm. and it's just really wide across the palate. It's so broad across the palate with this depth. And champagne is a fantastic beverage. And, you know, I had a gentleman come in the store one time, and he said, I have a 1982 Dom Perignon. And he asked me what it was worth. 
And I said, well, I can't really say. I don't know how it's been stored. I, I, I really can't say. And I go, have you had it since 1982? And he said, I have. And I said, why didn't you ever drink it? And you know, sadly, he said, well, I never, I never felt like I had a special occasion. Oh, that's. And I said, this wine's probably shot by now. Years ago, you should have just invited a stranger if you wanted yeah. to your house and opened a bottle and served them something to eat and made it a party. You know, if every day is so wonderful to be alive, and if you can just think of that and 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 say, you know what, I'm going to have sparkling wine on a Tuesday night. Yep. I, I'm having salmon tonight. I'm having champagne with it. And pass on Pinot Grigio for a night. The world won't stop. Uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful idea. I, I have to say that wouldn't be my first inclination to go to Champagne, you know, to serve with a dinner. But I can see why that would It's work. delightful dinner wine. That's it's, right. it's, it's one of the best dinner wines ever made, quite frankly. And a good rosé can hold up against a tenderloin. I mean, if you have a proper Champagne. And so there's so many things you can do with it. From a California family, well, I'll tell you, we have... We have a lot of nice California sparkling wines, and Schramsberg is in the house, So, and Corbell is stacked on the floor. So California makes beautiful wines, and it's nice to know they're represented in this sparkling is, event. Did you tell me before we started on air that the Schramsberg was also uh, rumored to have been um, served at the White House through several administrations? Is oh, yeah, it? I think we mentioned that before we were on mm -hmm. air, but it is. And it's, um, it's a Schramsberg is a stately wine, and it has been served at the White House through various administrations. It's just that unlike England, where you would have something that says, by order of Her Majesty the Queen, we think this jam is absolutely terrific and you should buy it, the White House in the United States, we don't do any endorsing. They're not allowed to use that in their advertising. So if Schramsberg or any other product has been used at a White House function, um, they're not allowed to use that in their advertising. It would be seen as an endorsement. So, but word gets out and Schramsberg has graced many a state table at various administrations. So it's just, it shows its stateliness and, and that it's, it's more than acceptable. I did a champagne tasting in the store the other night. I had the Laurent Perrier, the Schramsberg and this Prosecco and I had made house cured gravlocks and it was such a nice pairing and oh, nice. Yeah. everyone enjoyed the it. Salmon and has that wonderful fattiness, the healthy fattiness. Exactly. And so it. with these kind of wines, it just went with it, but tasting the Schramsberg right next to a champagne, you could see the quality. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, budget, budget, everyone might live within your budget, but you know, I had a friend a long time ago who said to me, I know you don't have a lot of money, Diane, but, you know, you should buy flowers. And I was just learning about wine. I said, you should always buy flowers. If you have $4, buy $2 worth of food and buy $2 worth of flowers and eat with the flowers on the table. Absolutely true. And it changed um, my life. Yeah, it's, 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 it certainly makes it more of a celebration. I was going to go back for a second because you were talking about storing uh, sparkling wines. Can you tell us a little bit about how it should be done? Sure. You want to keep them for the most, you know, long-term storing. You want to keep them on the side mm -hmm. in a cool, dark place. If you have a wine refrigerator, that would be lovely. That's probably going to be around 54 degrees, 56 mm -hmm. degrees. And they'll stay like that for a while. Uh, some of us on the Cape are lucky enough to have a nice cool basement. Um, you can throw them down there. Um, anything if they're in, you know, if they, you store them in a box, the in cardboard will insulate. But, you don't want the labels to go too moldy, so but nice, cool, dark place. About how place. long? A fine champagne will last for decades. Schramsberg will last a few years. Mm -hmm. This will be um, drink, drink, 
Okay. And medium now, consumption. This is the one you buy for. They like, last a little while, dinner. but yeah. yeah. I mean, most people age their wine on the driver's seat going home. What is uh, the most common uh, question that you get, or, or a couple of the common questions you get when you're at the store and people are coming in to buy sparkling wines? They always ask for champagne, and then they faint when they see the pricing. Uh -huh. And then that's why this show is so important, because it shows people that, you know, you don't have to just go in and ask for champagne. You can go in and ask for Prosecco. Go in and ask, say, what do you have in sparkling wines? That's at a certain price point. You should never be embarrassed to talk about your price point, because it's your wallet, and we're here to serve you. And you come in, we just want you to get the best bottle that fits your lifestyle. Oh, that's a great idea. And also with the flavor profile, you can probably do that too, right? Absolutely. You know, I like sweet. I like dry. Yeah, we have sparkling sweet. Moscato from Italy, mm -hmm. and that's, you know, that's delightful if you like sweet. Yeah. It probably wouldn't be my taste, but uh, I know there are people out there who do. Many. So, And the other thing is to add the festivity to it. And uh, this is, is sort of silly and was a birthday present recently. But, Diane, would you like to borrow my, my feather boa? I would never boa? say no to a purple boa. So. The interesting thing about these things is that not only do they make you look very festive for the holidays, but they're wicked warm. I once wore that to uh, uh, to New York uh, to New York to Times Square, and uh, it was actually a, a bigger version of that. And it was like having a, a sweater on your whole body. It's, oh, you went to New York for Times Square for New York. I have done You that. are braver yes. than me. I'm so. not a crowd person, which is probably why I live here. I'm so happy with open marshlands and empty beaches. But, you know, it's um, just, just a, a change. It is know? fun. It is so. fun. Everybody loves, you know, everybody loves to be connected and to have festivities with other people. That's what Absolutely. we're here for. Absolutely. So, and um, we, um, we want to remind everyone to have a good time, but to be safe. Don't hurt yourself or anyone else. We don't want to see you in the newspaper. And uh, also um, to, uh, I was, we tried to have a, someone who plays a ukulele here today for, um, for one of our favorite songs that we sing most every uh, New Year's. And uh, there, there are ukulele players. And if you are one of them, by the way, Alan over at Main Street Music in Yarmouth is organizing a ukulele orchestra. So uh, they have a meeting on uh, January 8th if you want to get involved with that, even though their, their main ukulele player had to work today. So, uh, but it's fun to, to take a look every year at the old Scottish song based on Robert Burns' poem. You know the one I'm talking about, mm -hmm. Diane. Should we give it a try? We're both shaky altos. We are shaky altos. I know I am, but I'll give it a try. Okay, here we go. A toast. A toast. Should, Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot? And days of old lang syne. All right, Diane. Oh, boy, I hope they we sing better at their parties, but we right. gave it up that You know what? You can <laughs> sing now, see, because if we can do that, you can do anything. Hey, this has been a lot of fun. We hope you have a wonderful new year. Come back next Wednesday and join us for Life with Gwen. If you uh, can't watch Wednesday at noon, find it on our Facebook page uh, under the video section. And we will see you next week. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Cheers.